Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. So strange. Said you never How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? Doing great. Friday. How can you not be doing great? We got a nice weekend. Like Beautiful weekend. The sun's out today. Snow's melting. And mid-40s feels like mid-50s from where we've been earlier in the week. That's right. I mean, like, coldest day ever. A couple of days ago. That night. When we got down to, like, yeah, wow. Cold, Two nights ago. Coldest day ever. Coldest night ever. Yeah, this time broke the record from last year. Is, is that what right? I heard? Is that like right? Like minus 11 in some parts. Yeah. Dang. So, uh, yeah, really cold. Really, really cold. But nice weekend coming up. I'm excited. Excited for the show. We got a lot to talk about. Holy cow. You're, you are not kidding. How God. you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's Friday. The vibes are good. Short week, sprint to the finish line, like the Nuggets coming out of the All-Star break with 23 week, games right. left. We had, we had Monday off? We had Monday off. We need to start doing that more often. Makes the week just fly by. It does. Nice. It, it does. And I think I'm going to do a Friday. I'm going to think I'm going to like a Friday off, like a baby wolfie. So, so I, I've mentioned through the years that, like, I used to work construction for, like, I think it was three summers. And, and yes, you've mentioned that. Anytime you can bring it up, you mentioned it. In the last, in the last like two summers, and this is when I'm like 18, 19, 20. Then the last two summers, like my boss Mike, like you come, you coming back this summer, and I was like, yes, but can I please have every Friday off and only work Monday through Thursday? Whoa, yeah, wow. So and 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 I had the leverage at that point because right. they needed work, and I did not want to do it for five days because I was a I was a grunt on the mason yard, which is the hardest work maybe that's legal. In the country, like you're mixing mud in a wheelbarrow, you're, it's just like you're basically lifting weights for you know eight hours. You and would think like doing all that hard construction work that you would be like better built. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like most people that do construction I, that actually like do that stuff, like grind, like they have like you know they're built pretty dang good. You now. actually so walk I through a construction yard because that's not no a, it is a, a lot it of times like, like they're not in shape. They got a big a big gut, dude. You know, I, but but their arms are like looking good. Just real. What talk, happened I, to you? Why I, are you the one off? I'm is my only question. I'm, I'm washed. I mean, that's the answer. At the time, I was probably the best looking sculpted oh, guy on the yard um, yeah. because just I was also curious. in the weight room. Just, just came to my tossing weights around, but yeah. um, <laughs> but but I remember. I remember telling tossing my boss like, "Hey, around. hey, I'll I'll come back, but I uh, every yeah. Friday I would Needed. like off," and he was like, "Done." Boy, when the boys found out about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> when I started. Right. It was like, so I was already called college boy because I was yeah. going to college, right? And you're on the construction yard, yeah. so it comes with some baggage anyway. Sure. Um, but when and I started you got Friday off, Fridays too? off, oh my gosh, they had so much oh, fun with me. That is great. Um, Good story. But we have, we have so much to get to today. And I just want to start with the Nuggets because last night is the first game out of the All-Star break. And I think it's the best road win of the season in Cleveland. No Aaron Gordon, down in the fourth quarter, rallying to win, finishing the game on a twenty-two to twelve, a twenty-two to twelve run. Um, Michael Porter Jr. made six threes. 
He had made 10 threes in the two previous com- uh, combined games, so that means he's got 16 made threes in the last three games. Jokic goes for a big point triple-double, and the, the, the Cavs are the best defensive team in the league, and the Nuggets go in there and get a signature win. They're fourth in a row. Couldn't start this uh, last stretch of the season any better. Yeah, that was, that was big time is what that was. Statement game is what that was. Um, Yoke, another triple double, big boy one. Um, yeah, um, I hit that thing. There you go. Bam. Hey, plus one ninety. Let me get that. Love it. Ooh, yes, that was a big one. Uh, made up for that Jamal Murray uh, one that I also did that you were just hyping up, like, hey, he's coming out on a mission type of stuff. You know, over twenty two. I just shared uh, it. I wasn't hyping it up. You hyped it up two I times. Just, to I me. just shared it. So I made up for that. Thank goodness, because um, that was an awful one. KCP, how about that four for four, four from for three? Four. You know, got robbed not even being um, invited to be in the three point contest. So that was no. That we, was, needed, we needed Julius Randle and his thirty percent. Right. Yeah, that's what we needed. Um, what a shame. I mean, what a, just a shame uh, that it, it worked out that way for him. But great game from him. Yep. Uh, talk to me about um, what you saw from Jamal overall and also what, what's what's the deal here with, with Aaron Gordon? Is it still the ribs? Yeah, Is it st- still? Yep, still? yep, yep. It's, st- it's still the rib. Um, my thought last night when huh. he wasn't playing, I'm like, did he have a, did he have a hairline fracture? You know, in his rib? Because I remember when it happened. I mean, dude was in pain and like wincing in pain, but he finished the game. Like, is there a hairline fracture in one of those ribs for you to miss this much time? I, it's hard to believe that it's just like a bone bruise after a couple of weeks, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, bone bruises can linger. I had one on my knee that lingered, so I don't know. I've never, you know, in your ribs. So, But a bone bruise on your knee, I think you'd be much more cautious with, but 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 it's not my body, so I right. don't know. So, but, but Were you, you surprised that he's still yeah, not I available? Was. Yeah, I was. I Any was. concern? No. Okay. No. Um, now talk to me about Jamal. Jamal, I just think, was um, a little bit too amped up. I actually, so so my mindset, I told you, like, during one of our commercial breaks, I'm like, Jamal is going to be on a mission here. He's posting in the middle of the All-Star game. He's, like, in the lab, alone in the gym working out. You could tell, like, he's got the chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to be really aggressive. I actually think he had a little bit too much vigor. You know, was just actually talking about this on the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by Superbook Sports, available wherever you get your podcast. He just was trying a little bit too hard, I thought, in the first quarter, like, just overextending himself, trying to... Do up and unders when you have a layup and you're just putting yourself in bad spots. He struggled uh, from three. I'm not looking at his numbers right now. I think he was like three for 10 or three for 12 or something like that. Um, but Yeah, three for 11 from three, six for 19 okay. overall. It finished with 16 points, okay. um, but had nine assists. He did, and just two turnovers, if I'm r- r- recalling the right That's way. Right, yep. So it's like, okay, you got four and a half assists for every turnover. In that regard, I thought he was really good, and it wouldn't shock me tomorrow night if he goes for 27 in Memphis and just some of those shots oh. go down. So you're saying I ought to fire again? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, never telling you what you should do. I'm but, just telling you what I'm thinking. But when you throw it out there, now I have to take the bait. I can't just ignore what you're saying. You right? can. You can. I ignore you all the time. <sighs> but then if I do ignore it, you know he's going to do it. So I'd rather not ignore it and do <laughs> and, it and, and lose, lose <laughs> and come in here and just give you the business. That's a lot more fun. Oh, my right? God. So that's what's going to happen again. You're putting it out there. Take Jamal over points tomorrow night against Memphis, and um, that's your bet of the uh, of the weekend. So I'm going for it. I love it. Uh, so the Nuggets win their fourth in a row. Uh, I mean, I thought MPJ was great. I thought KCP was great. Uh, Jokic actually was like probably like a B effort. I mean, even though a stat line says – 
you know, big boy triple double. I think he had, I think it was seven turnovers, just ill advised passes, got plucked a handful of times. But then you look at the box score, you're like, oh my gosh, he he did it again. For the twenty second time this year, Jokic goes for a triple double. The Nuggets are twenty two and zero when he goes for a triple double. It's the most absurd correlation directly to winning. Say that one more time, please. When when Jokic has a triple double this year, which is twenty two times, the Nuggets are twenty two and zero. If he just doesn't have another one for the rest of the year, he'll finish with the single most triple doubles without a loss of any player in NBA history. He is making history at every turn. So. Got another Jokic stat for you. Okay. Okay. Most triple doubles in a season by a non-guard. Wow. Okay. By non-guard, no, I'm, I'm going to give them to you. He's, he's, oh, okay. he's second oh, okay. right now. To Will? Okay. To Will. Okay. Who is first and third. Well, he's tied for second. So Jokic has um, 22 yep. triple doubles. Yep. Okay. Tied with Wilt Chamberlain in 1966-1967, and he is Nine behind Wilt Chamberlain, 1967-1968 for most triple-doubles in a season by nine guards. So any chance that he can get that, Zach, nine behind. Wilt has the record at 31. Jokic is sitting at 22 right now. You have, what, 20, how many? 22 games left. 22 games. Can he get 10 triple-doubles in 22 games? Talk to me. A thousand percent. You're darn right he can. It's, a, it, it's almost it's almost an expectation. Yes, no doubt about it, because he will be going for that triple double. They're trying to get him the triple double to average it for the season. Yep, which he and is. So yes, and so I agree with you. And here's 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 I think uh, uh, an even more significant, as cool as that is, I think this one's even more significant. Stoke, he's eight triple doubles behind LeBron James for fifth most all time. That's unbelievable. He just turned twenty eight over the All Star break. Jokic just turned twenty eight years old. LeBron's LeBron James 58. is like in his 28th season. Right. And he is eight, single digit, eight numbers behind LeBron James for fifth most in NBA history. It's, and it's, it's insane. Yep. Insane. So, um, so once again, all he did last night was add another layer to that MVP. Yep. You know, just another foundational piece right there. Just did it on the road. Got a win. Got a triple double. I mean, it's it's you just can't ignore it. I mean, it's 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 the scene so from Gla- it's the scene from Gladiator. Are you are, not entertained? Are you not entertained? I am very entertained. What 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 more do you want? And he hit that same game parlay for me. Oh oh oh, oh, oh Danny! Oh. Put it out on Twitter. You did you really? Follow? Yeah, plus oh, four sixty. Jeez, wow. Plus four sixty. You got to be following me at Viseline. You know, you, you need to turn my alerts on. You need to turn my alerts Unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. We used to get those. Me and Bearcat. Now you're just giving me losers. Yeah. And what could have ever dissuaded me from giving wow. you picks? What could have ever done it? Wow. Maybe all the losses. <laughs> okay. Again, filed again, once again under things that you didn't see coming. Russell Wilson was the subject of another journalistic deep dive with both coaches and players speaking on and off the record, and there's a lot to it. We'll begin to comb through it next. Denver Sports Station 1043, the fan presents Stokely and Zach. Russell Wilson. You know what this is? Uh, Pearl Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Say it like you mean it. Say it with confidence. Well, I started to doubt myself. I know you did. I didn't hear the voice in your eyes. Didn't hear the voice yet. Eddie. Story to tell. Oh, yeah. What you thought was your daddy. Oh, wow. This is how you get it going, kids. Chicken fingers over there on a Friday. It is 13. Your real daddy was dying. Your real daddy was dying. Oh, yeah. One more time. All right, let's go. Russell Wilson was the subject of another journalistic deep dive with players, coaches speaking both on and off the record. And I will just warn you, there is a lot here. Oh, my goodness, Zach. Does it ever stop? Like, we're not making this stuff up. It is somewhere else and just coming out. Like, every single, like, every couple weeks, it's like bombshell. Yep. Bombshell. Yep. Foundation. Why not you? Uh, Russell, you know, this. Russell, that. I mean, it just never stops. Never stops. I, I just, it's 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 just crazy. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yep. That's kind of the way I look at this. And I saw the headlines yep. um, and saw what it was about. And, you know, Russell wants Pete and John Snyder fired. That's what he wanted to do, right? And I look, I hear that stuff and I'm like, well, there's smoke, there's fire here. It's We've gotten so much of this stuff, but go ahead, di- dive into it um, and, and tell the people exactly what, what was in that article. Well, there's just too much to cover it all um, in this one segment, especially when you use the first two minutes to, to, to sing Pearl Jam. We will, we will circle back. <laughs> And I want to, and I want to warn our audience, or, or not warn, but but that's, give it. That's fair. But okay. give a heads that's up. My fault. I just got excited, man. I, I love Pearl Jam. Look, I want you I to just get excited. excited I want about you to that. say, I don't really. When, don't really. When I do that, you sometimes you're like, uh, uh, wait, are you ready? Are we doing it? You ready to talk sports? Yeah, because it's a song that you like. That song though. But but when you do, I want to empower you. I want to okay. give you that. I want to. Oh. I want you know okay. you to feel yourself here on a Friday. All right, thank you. But regardless of that, it, there's literally just too much to go over in this one segment. At the top of hour number two, so if you're listening live and not on the Stokely and Zach podcast after the fact, available at denversports.com, Spotify, iTunes, we're, we're everywhere. Um, if you're listening live, we're going to do it at the top of the hour in, in full form. Let's just start, though. First of all, let, let me get this out of the way. This is a real report. This is not, this is not like, because there's a portion of Broncos country that doesn't want to accept that a lot of this stuff is true. Yeah. Okay? Of course they don't. This is a real report by The Athletic by three different authors. And the three author stuff is normally reserved for, like, big-time, like, political expose or you open the thing. Three different authors wrote this? Yeah, it's true. The Athletic's Kalen uh, Kaler, Mike Sandow, who we had on the show about a month ago, yeah, and Jason Jenks, all uh, combined efforts to write this pretty lengthy piece. I read through it twice and clipped out what I thought were some of the most noteworthy slash uh, juicy slash maybe new pieces of information. Okay, but I use my own judgment. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't clip everything right because then we'd just be reading the entire piece here on the air. But you just touched on a piece of new information that we may have speculated on. We may have speculated. Maybe, but I, I don't even know if we've ever we've ever done um, what was detailed in this piece. Quote, 
This is talking about the, the, the end of the Seattle days. Quote, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll had clashed in recent years over the quarterback's role in the offense and the overall direction of a team that had gradually declined after back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Convinced that Carroll and John Schneider, the general manager in Seattle, convinced that Carroll and Schneider were inhibiting his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, Wilson asked Seahawks ownership to fire them both, according to league sources who spoke to The Athletic on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the details. Wilson also had preferred had a preferred replacement in mind, Sean Payton, who had oh. recently stepped down from the New Orleans Saints, end quote. We had talked about maybe Russell Wilson forcing his way out of Seattle, which we both kind of just agreed with all the tea leaves, like that happened. But he actually, before that, tried to get the coach and the general manager with a direct line to ownership fired. Yeah, there, you know, you heard the, the, the rumblings a few years ago. Right. About, you know, Russell blew up in this meeting and yep. they weren't listening to him like it was slowly starting to trickle out some of those things. So you knew it wasn't good. Right. Um, and you knew that eventually right in the end here that he forced his way out of out of Seattle. Right. And and, and made made that move. And you could see how it could shake out this way where first you go to ownership and you say, hey. You know, I'm not liking the direction we're heading here. Yep. And things are not going good between me and the other two guys, right? I see something totally different than their view of how things are going to go here the next five, six, seven, eight years. Yep. So, and you know, he's looking out that far. Of course he is. Right. 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 So, you know, things need to change here if I'm going to stay here. Right. Now, did he say, hey, you got to fire him? But, it's kind of understood, right? You know, because I saw that he came out and said he never said to fire. Yes, but there's other conversations that you can have to not say, "Hey, fire them," or "I'm gone," right? Yeah, and you could see how that was a conversation because I think ultimately, what would Russ prefer to do? Probably stayed in Seattle. Probably he was king. Yeah, he was king. King. He was go Hawks. Right. I mean, that's his spot. Yep. And then. You know, but if you're not meshing with the view of how you think things are going to play out over the next decade, then and and what you want to try to accomplish for your career right. and your legacy, which we know he's all about, right? Yeah, no question. Which I, it's not a bad deal. No, it's, it's not. not a bad deal. No, that's, that's, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and how you view how you want to play football, then you see a Sean Payton out there, right? And you're like, oh, oh, Drew Brees, right? That's my guy. That's who I want to emulate down the stretch here. Sean Payton's available. Now is the time to make the play, right? And he made the play. It didn't work. And, you know, then he, he made the next play of, of saying, okay, then I'm out of here. And, and, and obviously that happened, but I could totally see it playing out exactly like this. Stoke, a thousand percent. And like so many other things, when we talk through and you lay out all the details of what we know, and then we, then you have like this other piece of information that would fill the gap, and be like yeah, this this makes sense. Most recently, it's like the John Harbaugh thing. Remember that the, the, there was that report coming out of Michigan that was like, you know, detailed a lot of the stuff that the day before we were speculating. It's like okay, do we know this report for sure is true? No, but does it kind of make too much sense with everything that we already have on the table? Yeah, Jim. 
Yeah, Jim. Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. What you did I say? John. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. get, I get the Harbaugh brothers confused, yeah, but Jim. I was like, I thought John yeah, was Jim Harbaugh. coach. Uh, um, Jim, so, yes. So this is kind of that for me. Like, we know he had stormed out of meetings. We know that they gave him the keys and let him cook, and then it started to go bad, and they took it all back. Yeah. We know that he had a, a direct line to ownership. It was it was talked about that he he didn't even want to negotiate his the last contract with, with Seattle with the GM. They wanted to do it with the ownership. Like he views himself that way. So this new detail, and it is new, um, that he tried to get John Schneider and Pete Carroll both fired. He's denying that, and maybe he didn't come out and say I want them fired. Right. So maybe he has like what do they call it? like deniable culpability or yeah. whatever. Like you don't. Ha- I didn't actually ever say that. But you may have kind of with just laying out your feelings and then contrasting that with the direction of where the team was going. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I'm more convinced than ever that's probably yeah. how it went down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's um, the gift that just keeps giving. Zach. You are not this kidding, just, man. It's just, it is. It's okay. And we're just getting started. Yeah. This is, this is the right. first page of the report. Now, Russell's wow. come out about four hours ago and said, quote, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me and John. Or, and to me, and John Schneider, believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. So, okay. so he's making, and then he had a follow-up tweet focused on moving forward. Best is ahead. So, Russell Wilson, obviously. Tweet, how do you feel, though, about his tweet? About his tweet? Yeah. Um, totally indifferent. I mean, do you do you believe it full? Like that's a. I believe he. I, I believe there's a place in his heart where he loves Pete. I believe that um, he's acknowledging John Schneider, believing in him and drafted him. Um, never wanting them fired. Uh, uh, all any of us wanted was to win. I don't know. You wanted to cook, and you guys started that little slogan as a as a team there. And they're saying he wanted individual awards. Do I believe Russell Wilson wanted some individual awards to go with the winning? Do I believe he wanted an MVP vote? Yeah. That's not that, that I don't have to put my brain in a pencil yeah. to go there. Yeah. I, I so for me it's like I don't fully believe everything in that tweet like that was like where his heart was at, you know. I just uh I think in a roundabout way, you know, most of what he's saying is probably accurate, but the full details are I think he was trying to make a power play there. Yeah. That's that that's not crazy. It's not. Um, considering what we already know to be true, certainly not crazy. Um, we're going to continue to examine this piece because they get into great detail about the quarterback's coach and the presence in the building, who else was in the building, coaches going on record, dishing on how uh, really bizarre this past year was. We will dive back into this at the top of the hour. Again, if you're listening live at noon, we'll take a a full dive where we have the time that allots us to do it. You are not going to want to miss that. In the meantime, Sean Payton's staff is coming into sharper focus in the last 24 hours. We'll take a look at it coming up next. On Denver's Sports Station. I worked on it before today. The band. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's not the same old, same old boring stuff. We might need an overhaul anyway. We are. We are. We are. We got, we got some. We're, we're all over the map today. Can't, can't, Alternative. Can't, can't put us we in got a box. Hip hop. We're going to have country. Love it. Uh, Dynamic. Uh, 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 Sean Payton's staff. 
It took a bit. It took a bit. But it is coming into sharp focus really in the last um, last 48, 72 hours. All right? Let's go over some of this. Okay, give them to me. Joe Lombardi, it looks like, will be the Broncos' offensive coordinator. Okay. I say it looks like because he hasn't been anointed that yet. I don't know why. I don't know why. Is there someone else that could be in the fold? Could it be the quarterback's coach and the OC is yet to be announced? Maybe. Yeah, that, that, that could be the case. You know, if you're looking um, at one guy in particular that you say, okay, well, if I get this guy, I really want him on my staff. If I get him, I got to make him the offensive coordinator. Right. I'm not going to just make him the quarterback coach. Or, like, I'm going to try to get this guy off of that guy's staff. Right. And he's not going to come here to be a quarterback coach because he's a quarterback coach there. He's going to have to get a bump up. And he's got to be the offensive coordinator to come here. Right. So let me just keep that open. And, oh, by the way, you don't have to give a title right now. It will either be quarterback coach. It will either be offensive coordinator. It could be, like, over passing game coordinator. They just make stuff up now. Running game coordinator. So I don't need to have a definition of exact description of what he's going to be coaching right now. Well, most recently, he was the uh, Chargers offensive coordinator. He worked 12 seasons under Sean Payton in New Orleans. Uh, that included two separate stints as the quarterback coach. Uh, he's 51 years old. Uh, if you didn't know, he is the grandson of the legendary Vince Lombardi. Okay. Oh, is he? He is. He oh, is. I didn't know that. Okay. That so, is cool. It, good, it, good nugget there. Yep. Yep. Um, he was dismissed. Do you remember who the Chargers hired after the season? Yeah. I do. They hired Kellen Moore. Yes. So from the Cowboys. Bingo. So um, they lose in the playoffs. They 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 hire Kellen Moore. A disaster loss in the playoffs to Jags. I mean, they ran the ball like two or three times in the second half, up double digits. Right. Just so just to put that in context, it was bad. Disaster. It yes. was bad. They had to make a move. Staley got lucky. He's here for year three. You're not kidding. And they had to make a bunch of changes, and they've made a lot of changes over there with the Chargers. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. That's it's great context. So they hired Kellen Moore. Joe Lombardi's out of a job. He has extensive experience working side by side with Sean Payton. It would make a lot of sense if he's announced as the offensive coordinator here. Call it within the next forty eight hours. So yeah, sounds good. Uh, Kerry Colbert, you remember that name, wide receiver, at all? Yeah, I played with him. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you teammates were with him here. here in Denver. Yes, yes. he w- he was um, he played at USC. Last I heard, he was coaching at USC. Correct, correct. Is he coming he, back? He's been working for like the last eight seasons at USC. Okay, his most recent stop was uh, with the Gators down there uh, in Gainesville. Uh, he served as an offensive analyst under Nick Saban at Alabama for two years uh, back in 2014-15. But he has not coached in the NFL before. He's going to get his opportunity here in Denver. Awesome. I didn't realize that. That's really cool. Like Carrie a lot. Was teammates with him for a year or two here. Um, my first, uh, I think, a couple of years here. So, uh, that, And I know he was in the coaching profession and at USC. And that's awesome, though. Coming back uh, to Denver. And I guess, is he being the wide receiver coach? Wide or receiver don't have coach. A title? Okay. Yep. All yep. right. Yep, wide receiver coach. Love it. Uh, tight ends coach. And by the way, I'm taking this directly from DenverSports.com. Andrew Mason did a very organized, like, and, and then brief breakdown of who these guys are. Pretty easy to follow. Um, Declan Doyle is the name of the new tight ends coach, a former offensive assistant with the Saints. Um, okay. Uh, Zach Strife is the new offensive line coach. 
uh, had a 12-year playing career that ended in 2017, all with the Saints, all under Sean Payton, okay? Um, he joined the coaching ranks as the Saints offensive line uh, assistant in 2021. Um, he remained in that position last year, so he's he's in the mix now. He's the new offensive line coach here in Denver, former player. Uh, this one's a little bit different. Davis Webb is the new quarterback's coach. Jumping straight from being a backup with the Giants right into the coaching world. 28 years old, wet behind the ears, to, to, to put it lightly. Uh, he's six years younger than the guy he'll be coaching uh, in Russell Wilson. No idea what type of influence Davis Webb is going to have on a day-to-day basis, on a, on a, on a game day. No well, idea. He's a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a pretty important position to coach? Pretty important position on the coaching staff. Yeah, I yeah I tend to agree with you. Um, how much influence he has um, probably won't be a ton. I mean, this thing is Sean Payton's show, right? Then you got um, uh, Lombardi, yep. right? Who's been with Sean Payton for a long time, and we'll see who else they add as a, either the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator. And um, I think those voices will be the most. But you, your 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 quarterback coach. Your quarterback coach. So that's the quarterback coach. So so Lombardi's not going to be the quarterback coach. No. That's our quarterback coach. So right, Lombardi, right, right, right. I mean, we, gonna, we were talking gonna, about yeah, that, that, but now that makes sense. It seems like you would have figured that out um, since you did the rundown. And then, you know, I've, we talked about it, and you didn't even say anything about it. You just stared at me when I was talking about, well, he could be the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator. We already have our quarterback coach. It's Webb. It's Davis Webb. Why didn't you say something? Just in the moment, listening to you ramble. <laughs> Holy cow. The news is what like is 16 hours on? old. What is going on here? you got to love it. No, so, okay, so it makes sense that Lombardi's going to either be the offensive coordinator in title or he will be, you know, passing game coordinator or run game coordinator, something like that, right? So we got our quarterback coach. Dude, I am, I am shocked. I'm nervous. Like, what are we doing here, Sean Payton? I like you. But you're going to really hire a 28-year-old to coach Russell Wilson in the biggest year of his career? And, I mean, who Davis Webb? Like, straight out of playing ball? He hasn't grinded through any ranks. I'm not saying you have to, but this is an important position. Have him be the quality control coach for a year. Mm. Give me a veteran quarterback coach. Give me a veteran quarterback coach. That's what we needed here for Russell. Not a newbie that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. This guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He hasn't coached. Like, I know football, right? I played 15 years. I know how to play wide receiver, but I never coached in the NFL, so there's a little bit of a transition. It would take me, you know, a little bit to figure out all of the ins and outs of being a coach in the NFL, right? This is our quarterback coach. This is who's coaching Russell. I mean, we're just throwing it over to a kid. He's a kid. 28. Played a few years in the NFL. Now he's going to be coaching Russ? You know how many games he started in the NFL? Just, <sighs> just and I know he's coaching. He's not playing anymore. None. Started one game. One. Okay. Knew it wasn't a lot. I was shocked. Man, I mean, there's some... Uh, wow. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of this plays out. We might be getting an offensive coaching consultant in. I mean, they need to go to buy guy. I told you about Clyde Christensen. Who, who, you know, Tampa let him go. Coach Payton 
Coach Tom Brady, you know, the last three years. That's who they need to figure out. That's the type of coach they need. I told you that two months ago. That's the type of coach that they need for Russell Wilson. Not some newbie here. What the hell? Go get Clyde. Goodness. Come on, Sean. I didn't like that one, man. I got it. I didn't like that one at all. That, that, that one I didn't like. And we'll see how it ages. But, man, he. Yeah, it's a, in general, it's a pretty young staff as he's putting it together because they do have an offensive quality control coach as well um, that uh, is on the younger side. It's, uh, it's going to be very interesting. Young offensive line coach, um, young uh, a, a tight ends coach, young uh, inexperienced wide receivers coach. Like the offensive side of the ball, I think Sean Payton is going to be molding these guys at yeah. the same time he's coaching the football team. Yeah, yeah. And we, we got the guy at top that's done it and that's that's been through it all, right, to to guide everyone else. But, man, I just think Russ's positional coach, like if you wanted to go young at a receiver coach or offensive line, yeah. that's fine because um, those, those those guys have been coaching. Right. You know, Zach Street, for what he's been coaching, yep. he's been assistant offensive line coach in the NFL for three, four, five years, whatever. This one is just confusing. I mean, that's an important, important position that I think we needed a, a, an adult in and not, not a guy just like, oh, yeah, shoot, I'll go coach quarterbacks. Very interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how that ages, and, and I have a feeling we'll be revisiting this conversation at some point in time. Is another team's trash the Broncos' treasure? Potential fits in Denver for players that have recently hit the street. It's coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Favors. Oh, I love that. So good. Uh, is another team's trash the Broncos' treasure? Is there a potential fit in Denver for players that have recently hit the street? I just want to throw three names out at you. Oh, okay. Not limiting it to three names, but I think it's three names that our uh, our listeners would know. They're potentially at uh, positions that can be upgraded. Just don't know if they make sense here in Denver. Okay. Taylor Lewan, after an incredible career, let go this past week by the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think he's done. I think his best days are way behind him. Um, he got hurt this year, missed majority of the season. I he's got this very popular podcast. Yes. I just think that he's he's tapped out of football and I don't know what his motivation is moving forward. So I um I would you know just on that and I don't know maybe he really wants to play yeah and if he really wants to play then obviously you explored a little bit more um but for me right now with that thought process I just say no for Taylor Lewan he's only thirty one years old I mean at that position he could play another three four five I mean just on the surface just yeah. by his birth certificate right at that position Certainly. specifically he could play for a while man um maybe you're right. Probably making you know decent money with that podcast, bussing with the boys. Um, 
That was the one that Melvin Gordon went on and said he knew he was going to fumble yeah. before he fumbled. Right. Um, incredible. Um, he's had a great career. He was a former 11th overall pick, but he played left tackle, right? I think this past year he might have moved around a little bit um, for the first time. Yeah, he was left tackle. Yeah. yeah. Um, great career. Three-time Pro Bowler, uh, coming out of Michigan. Okay. No well, for me. Okay. I just, the circumstances. What about Robert Woods? Interesting. Robert Woods uh, spent the one year last year with the Titans. Coming off of that, uh, I think ACL he had the year before the year with the Rams, the year the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yes. <sighs> no, not here. You know, just not not in our situation for Robert Woods. I like Robert Woods as a player. Didn't He didn't do much last year with the Titans. Their offense is different. You know, it runs through Derrick Henry. Robert Woods here just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, man, I remember his speed coming out of college. Was like, USC? Oh, yes. It's like, oh, my gosh, this guy can absolutely fly. Um, good, Started in Buffalo? Yes. Good then me- yeah, good memory. Then. Rams? Yep. Yep, exactly. Okay. Good career. Yeah. You know, good career. How old is he? 30. Okay. So probably still some tread if he still wants to play. Um, and and, and why, not, why not here in Denver? Uh, just the rooms, we, we're pretty full, and it's just not a good fit. Not a, I think he's a good player. Who would he'll, you rather he'll have? Probably, he'll probably, you know, make some decent money somewhere. I mean, nothing big, but maybe, you know, two-year, $12 million type of deal. Two-year, ten, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, 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 maybe five, six guaranteed. I don't know if you want to pay that here, given our circumstances, but... Go ahead. In a perfect world, who would you rather have on the 2023 Broncos, Robert Woods or K.J. Hamler? No, it's not even a question. Robert Woods. Um, depending on the price, I just don't think it's a, it, it, would, it would work here because the price would probably be a little bit too high for me to spend on a third wide receiver. But if the price is right, yeah, I like Robert Woods. And he, he would be an upgrade, and he can work the slot in the middle of the football field. So... Yeah, I mean, if the price is right, but I just don't think the price would be right. So for me, that's why I say it probably won't happen. Played every game this past year. Uh, over 500 yards, a couple touchdowns. Pass his prime, for sure. I mean, there was a point in time where he was you know, a 1,000-yard guy or flirting with it, uh, like 2017 through 2020. Um, those days are probably behind him. What about, um, and this just happened yesterday, what about Bobby Wagner? I mean, I would explore it. Certainly, from the Broncos, that guy's been a good football player for for a, a long time. He's getting older. Obviously, we all are every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky enough, it was, I just, it, I, it was just one year in a new deal. Right, he signed a five year deal. He did one year in, and th- this is the wording now that that we're getting a lot from teams. Uh, mutually, yes. we mutually agreed to part. Wait, wait what? Do you, what? We mutually agreed to part ways. It doesn't make sense. Never, and I've seen it two or three different times this off season. Is that like the new language to be kind on the way yeah, out? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Like, hey, we don't want to cut him. You know, make everyone think that you know we actually cut him. So let let's be nice to this guy on the way out the door. We mutually agreed. I mean, what? I, I just that's what I take from it, right? Um, and not sure why. Just. Whatever. We cut him. 
Did you and Josh McDaniels mutually part ways? No, we definitely didn't mutually part ways. Um, they cut my ass. Right? That's what they did. And so that's what it was. Um, 140 tackles this past season. Yeah, still a good player. And 141 if you count that protester. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Trucked them. Yeah. I. Everything's about dollars and cents, right? Like how much money is he going to make? What is it going to look like? Uh, but certainly... Anytime you can add a good football player, he wants to win. I don't think this is a um, – but Russ was trying to recruit him here before that's last right. year. That's right. So would that would that be enough? I, I just don't think that it would happen here. But he would be a player, yeah, I would, I would be happy to have on this football team, certainly. Let's keep an eye on that one uh, for a potential fit here in Denver. We're going to take a, t- a quick timeout, but coming up next, how weird was this past year – Within the Broncos, a deep journalistic dive sheds light on the bizarre dynamics in Denver. You are not going to want to miss this. It's next.